Hey, this is Alex Hamo, and welcome to Alex Listens, a podcast about philosophy, politics, and race and mental health. Today, I wanted to take a moment to think about a very interesting topic that actually hasn't had that much discussion about it, and that is the ethics of actually developing an identity on social media and what this means, what this does to a person, because it's something that I've been thinking about as I stretch my identity further and further across different platforms. I guess some of the questions I want to ask are, what does it actually mean to be online? Like, what is it like to represent yourself in this way? How how close can we ever actually be to being authentic? And is, is the objective to be authentic? And what is the end goal of being online, especially being a creative person online? Is it to amass an infinite number of followers? Is it to be, you know, critically acclaimed, respected, this kind of thing. Before we get into the episode, a few quick things to mention. Firstly, if you're enjoying Alex Listens, the podcast, or any of the other work I do, please consider supporting it. Your support is invaluable to me because I don't run on ads and I never will. So I require you, the listeners, to help me keep being able to afford the show. So you can support the podcast in a number of ways. The first way is by supporting me via Patreon. It's very easy. You click a button and it will be the equivalent of buying me a tea or something like that. There's a link in my bio to Patreon and there's also a link in my bio to PayPal. Both are welcome. Second thing to mention is that you should follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at AlexListens and also on TikTok at AlexListens. You can find links to both those social medias in my bio. And finally, I'm running a beginner's philosophy course. It begins online in the middle of December and will run for six weeks. So if you want to learn about philosophy, if you want to know what it is, how it can help your life, check it out. There's a link to that in my bio as well. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for being here. Let's begin with the central question of today's episode. What does it actually mean to be online? What does it mean to represent yourself in this way? One question that is important to ask yourself as you navigate the online world is, who are you trying to be? Because it seems like you have a lot more control of the way you are perceived in the online world than you do in the real world, because you can severely limit the ways people are able to access information about you online in a way that you're not in the real world. You get a lot more information from the way the kind of person someone is by viewing them in the real world. You only get a sliver of the kind of person that someone is by viewing them online. And so this is this brings with it a number of problems because if you're wanting to develop, you know, an online identity in some way, the more time you kind of put into trying to develop an identity, the more you will realize that you can be extremely flexible with the kind of person that you want people to think you are. And this is very strange because I imagine there are many people out there online, many influencers whose internet presence is vastly different from their who they actually are. Um, you know, they might be doing this because it's a good way to get money, because it's a good way to garner support and fans and you know, sponsorships and this kind of thing. You know, this can't come without a cost. This must have some deep impact on who someone is. And I think that this is one of the strangest things about the about social media, that we think that or most of the time we don't feel as though the kind of being that we are online is going to have a huge bearing on the kind of being that we are in the real world. But, you know, as we get invested in multiple different platforms, as we spend more time on these platforms, there has to be a lot of bleeding in between the online world and the real world. And I imagine for people who have online identities, such as myself, it's hard 
to draw boundaries between the kind of person you are, you know, in the real world and the kind of person you are online. And look, there might be a huge number of people who don't even need to think about this question. Many people I imagine are on social media just to consume other people's content. But I guess, you know, this this isn't exactly a neutral stance. Um, this isn't value neutral. It is a stance. You know, it's kind of identifying with this voyeur personality, this kind of viewing consumption personality, as opposed to a creative, creating um, personality. And making content online isn't for everyone. It isn't this universal thing that everyone must do. But it's not as if not creating content means that, you know, you're not going to be affected by the kind of profile that you develop online, because you are going to be deeply affected by the kind of profile you develop online. I imagine the profile you develop online, whether if you have one in any shape, it is going to be a reflection of certain parts of who you are. Um, You know, not creating content might be a reflection of your, the, the fact that you might not be interested in, you know, kind of putting things into the public sphere. You might not think that it's something that you are capable of doing, you know, it might reflect a shyness or an insecurity or something like that. And so it's very interesting, like thinking about what our social media presence, the way we have developed an identity online, what that can tell us about ourselves, because I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this topic. And I think I've actually learned a lot about myself. You know, I've learned that certain things I talk about, for example, depression, anxiety, these things that I'm very open about, I'm deliberately open about these things because I want to be able to explore them. And social media for me has been a very useful avenue for me to be able to explore these topics in various different ways and to kind of get a deeper insight into who I am by developing an online identity that, you know, others are able to engage with. Okay, so back to the question of what it actually means to represent yourself. So one thing, one thing that's important to consider is whether or not it is good or bad to represent yourself online in any way, like whether, you know, this question can be turned into an ethical one. Is it good to have an online identity? Is it bad to have an online identity? And I guess one of the funny things about today's world is that it's very hard not to, right? Um, kind of everything requires us to be online. And we didn't, I'm not sure this is something that many of us consented to this. We just kind of fell into this. You know, I didn't grow up with a phone. I, I, I think that was very good. But as I've, as I've grown older, you know, jobs that I've had, university, all of these things, you can't do them without developing some kind of online identity, without being online in some way. Um, and that is different from, obviously, that is different from having an online personality of some kind. One interesting thing for content creators of any kind, whether it's musicians, artists, dancers, YouTubers, you know, philosophers, academics, journalists, literally anyone who is wanting their work to circulate and to be accessed by others, it seems like there is no choice but to develop an online profile. And I think this is a morally gray area because the moment you develop an online identity, you are thrown into this gigantic rat race to the top. And, you know, social media, there's so much about being on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. There's so much about it that is hierarchical. You can see how many followers someone has. You can see how many likes people have on photos. You can see how many comments they get. You can see how many views they get. And it's not as if it's value neutral. You know, it's not as if these numbers don't reflect anything. 
one thing that they reflect is, as, you know, in some way, the success of your project. If you have a big following, if you have a lot of engagement, you're probably doing, you're probably speaking to an audience. You're probably capturing people's attention. And, you know, if, you, if you're not getting a lot of engagement, if you don't have a, much of a following, like me for a very long time, if you're comparing yourself to other creators, it's very depressing because there aren't too many metrics outside of these raw numbers, the number of followers, number of clicks, number, you know, this engagement stuff. There aren't too many metrics outside of this that can give you an indication of how, of how important your content is for others. And talking about and being positioned to evaluate the worth of your work in terms of how many numbers there are on a screen is horrible. And I don't think there is a very developed script for people to be able to evaluate their work and, you know, treat it as something that has intrinsic value. I think that going on social media, developing an online presence, it separates the kind of intrinsic value of your work from the numbers on the screen. And it tells you that, you know, your work is only good. Your work is only being enjoyed if there are many people clicking like or, you know, following you or sharing it and this kind of thing. And I think this is quite sad because it means that many wonderful artists, many wonderful creators, many wonderful people who, you know, either aren't interested in cultivating an online platform or haven't been lucky enough at the right time, they miss out on being celebrated because the culture we have celebrates numbers. It revolves around numbers. Um, It appears the algorithm revolves around numbers. Okay, so I think that's all that I wanted to say about representation online. Um, I think the, I think there are a few ethical questions that I've covered there. I think the next thing that I want to talk about is what it means to be sponsored. There are a few creators who I really like, and many of them are sponsored by brands. And this is a very interesting phenomenon because, you know, as a philosophy creator and a politics creator, it's not as if there is immense amounts of money you know, lying ahead of me, right? This isn't like, this isn't a very lucrative space. And so I understand the appeal of being reached out to by some random brand who offers you money all of a sudden because you have a profile, because you have, you know, a following. And I think that here there is a lot of moral gray area again, because there are so many questions we need to ask. We don't know what, uh, we don't know the motivations behind content creators deciding to endorse random products, right? We don't know whether there's financial hardship. We don't know what their financial circumstances are like, but like, you know, I don't really want to see any more ads for Manscaped. I'm sick of like ads for Manscaped. This is just, it's a male shaving product. There are so many content creators who are advertising Manscaped. And like many of them seem to already have like gigantic followings and they're endorsing other things. And so one question I have is why keep endorsing stuff? Like surely there comes a point where you have enough money, where you've, you know, endorsed enough things. Why keep endorsing stuff, especially stuff that like, you know, isn't especially meaningful for you. Like surely all of these cosmetic products and all of these brands, surely you're, content creators who are endorsing this aren't actually using these things all the time. And it feels as though we are very accepting of content creators doing this because, you know, we understand that this is their job and endorsing stuff is one way for them to be paid. 
And here is part of my gripe with this whole situation, because I don't think we have a sufficient culture of patronage and like fan support. I don't think this culture is big enough to allow content creators to be a lot more selective in terms of what they endorse and what they don't. If we had a much stronger culture of patronage, it might mean that content creators don't have to start advertising really random stuff that like essentially is just wasting people's time and money. And you know, this obviously this isn't all content creators. There are many people on social media who are very authentic in terms of what they promote. Like maybe there's a tea that you really like and you promote it. Maybe there are some shoes that you really like and you promote them. And maybe coincidentally, you get sent a pair of shoes and you actually do really like them. And so you endorse them. And so I think there is a way in which there can be an overlap between what you actually enjoy and something that you're endorsing. But one thing to think about is how ethical is it for someone to develop a platform that is devoid of kind of commercial endorsement and devoid of advertising stuff. And then all of a sudden, once they hit a certain point, like how should we think about them hitting this point you know, I don't know, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and then all of a sudden starting to plug big brands and big products and this kind of thing and doing paid partnerships. This is a very hard question to answer. As I said before, on one hand, I understand this is how people can earn an income by doing this. And if you've got a sufficiently big following, it makes sense. You can make a lot of money from it. But at the same time, are these people following you in order for you to endorse stuff? Or is part of the, the character development of a content creator you know, is part of this development that once you hit a certain point, you begin, you know, your audience has to just accept that you begin to advertise things the same way, you know, they have to consent to this in the same way that we consent to a life on social media, whether or not we think this is a good thing. So, Yeah, these are just some thoughts. These are some thoughts that I'm trying to wrap my head around at the moment. Anyway, I hope you've been left with some interesting thoughts about online identities, representation, as well as the ethics of promoting stuff through your platform, through content creation. If you like this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on, tell a friend, and consider supporting me on Patreon. Uh, That will be a way that I'll be able to keep affording to run this podcast without having to start selling you men's shaving products. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Love, Alex.